August 1st, Romans chapter 15, verses 1 through 22. We, Paul, and other Christians may know that these things make no difference, but we cannot just go ahead and do them to please ourselves. We must be considerate of the doubts and fears of those who think these things are wrong. We should please others. If we do what helps them, we will build them up in the Lord. For even Christ didn't please himself. As the scriptures say, those who insult you are also insulting me. Such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us. They give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises. May God, who gives this patience and encouragement, help you live in complete harmony with each other, each with the attitude of Christ Jesus toward the other. Then all of you can join together with one voice, giving praise and glory to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So accept each other, just as Christ has accepted you. Then God will be glorified. Remember that Christ came as a servant to the Jews to show that God is true to the promises He made to their ancestors. And He came so the Gentiles might also give glory to God for His mercies to them. This is what the psalmist meant when he wrote, I will praise you among the Gentiles. I will sing praises to your name. And in another place it is written, Rejoice, O you Gentiles, along with his people the Jews. And yet again, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Praise him, all you people of the earth. And the prophet Isaiah said, The heir to David's throne will come, and he will rule over the Gentiles. They will place their hopes on him. So I pray that God, who gives you hope, will keep you happy and full of peace as you believe in him. May you overflow with hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. I am fully convinced, dear brothers and sisters, that you are full of goodness. You know these things so well that you are able to teach others all about them. Even so, I have been bold enough to emphasize some of these points, knowing that all you need is this reminder from me. For I am, by God's grace, a special messenger from Christ Jesus to you Gentiles. I bring you the good news and offer you up as a fragrant sacrifice to God, so that you might be pure and pleasing to Him by the Holy Spirit. So it is right for me to be enthusiastic about all Christ Jesus has done through me in my service to God. I dare not boast of anything else. I have brought the Gentiles to God by my message, and by the way I lived before them. I have won them over by the miracles done through me as signs from God, all by the power of God's Spirit. In this way, I have fully presented the good news of Christ, all the way from Jerusalem clear over into Illyricum. My ambition has always been to preach the good news where the name of Christ has never been heard, rather than where a church has already been started by someone else. I have been following the plan spoken of in the Scriptures, where it says, Those who have never been told about Him will see and those who have never heard of him will understand. In fact, my visit to you has been delayed so long because I have been preaching in these places. Let us make man in our image. What God is referencing is himself. For we serve a God who is one God, but 
three persons. We serve a God who is singular in character and nature, but plural in person. We serve God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. This is our God. This is the God we sing to. This is the God we preach about. This is the God we pray to. Beautifully three in one. Distinguishable, but, but indivisible. Let us, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, make man in our Father, Son, Holy Spirit image. How important is community to God? God is a community in and of himself. How important is community to God? Well, God is a community. That brings us back to the, the verse I just quoted, let us make man in our image. So we are made in the image of who? Our God. We are made in the image of our God, our God who within himself is a community. We are created in his image. We are community beings designed for community. You are not an isolated individual living in close proximity to others. You are an interconnected, interdependent being intended for relationship and intimacy. I want you to hear the words of your God this morning. If you're alone, it's not good. What is man's all? To reflect the image of our God. This is where we find our greatest fulfillment. This is where we find our truest meaning. When we reflect the image of our Creator, so if mankind is going to reflect the Creator in an accurate, majestic, in the truest sense we possibly can, we must conclude today that it is impossible to fulfill our ultimate purpose and plan in this life alone. I ask you a simple question this morning. What is more important than the world seeing God? What is more important than the world seeing the beauty and the majesty and the sufficiency of our Savior? What is more important than that? There is nothing more important. And if that is of the highest importance, then what urgency does that place on our interconnectedness and our commitment to community and relationship and love and respect and honor one to another. Friends, simply put, without community, our world will not see God. First Peter chapter two gives a really interesting metaphor on who we are. He inspires Peter to write this letter and he says, okay, um, let's see, people are like, what, what are people like? People are like um, living stones. That's what they're like. I mean, it is interesting, right? Peter's writing about those who are redeemed, those who are added into the redeemed and the saved, those who are purchased by Jesus and put their faith in him. 
He says, I'll tell you what you're like. Um, you're like a, a, a building material is what you're like. You're like living, breathing, building material. It's very clear to me that God intends to build something with our lives. Seems to me that every salvation is a new stone admitted to a building program in God's plan on this planet. Now, there's a lot of rocks that you walked by this morning on your way into this dump. There is. Nobody walked in flabbergasted over one singular rock. But I don't know about you, but when I walked in here this morning, and looked around this building, and the people in it are of most value, but I must admit, when it comes to rocks, this is one of my favorite collections. It is awe-inspiring. Friends, essentially all this dome is, is a bunch of little rocks that got together, and together it builds one of the buildings that's a wonder in this world. Let us not miss the message, the significance, the imperativeness of community. What makes the church different than any other community? I mean, let's be honest, there's, there's all kinds of cute communities popping up in our Western world and for those that are in other parts of the world, it's, it's, they're proliferating everywhere, aren't they? I mean, we got little communities around our local grocery store now. We got online communities and we got sports communities and we got all kinds of communities that are, that are on the basis of caffeine, communities on the basis of raw sugar, communities on the basis of 11 guys they don't even know, but they run around with a piece of pig. And so they all gather around those 11 men they'll never know, but they idolize them. We got all kinds of communities. What, wait, wait a minute. What makes the church different than any other community? In the same way that you and I are called living stones in 1 Peter chapter 2, Jesus is called the living stone. Jesus is called the living stone. Now that's an interesting metaphor to use in reference to God's Son as well. Because once again, it's very clear in Scripture that God intends to build something genuine, authentic, real, and tangible in terms of people around His Son. Jesus is building something on this planet. He's not just here to individually save people, and of course He is, but those individuals are to be added to a collection that makes up his portrait and his picture on the planet. What makes us different than any other gathering in the world? There's only one. One person, one savior, one sinless, perfect God-man. And him and him alone is what brings us together and keeps us together and makes us a peculiar people on this planet. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. 
Psalm 25, verses 1 through 15, a Psalm of David. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. I trust in you, my God. Do not let me be disgraced, or let my enemies rejoice in my defeat. No one who trusts in you will ever be disgraced. But disgrace comes to those who try to deceive others. Show me the path where I should walk, O Lord. Point out the right road for me to follow. Lead me by your truth and teach me, for you are the God who saves me. All day long I put my hope in you. Remember, O Lord, your unfailing love and compassion, which you have shown from long ages past. Forgive the rebellious sins of my youth. Look instead through the eyes of your unfailing love, for you are merciful, O Lord. The Lord is good and does what is right. He shows the proper path to those who go astray. He leads the humble in what is right, teaching them His way. The Lord leads with unfailing love and faithfulness all those who keep His covenant and obey His decrees. For the honor of Your name, O Lord, forgive my many, many sins. Who are those who fear the Lord? He will show them the path they should choose. They will live in prosperity, and their children will inherit the promised land. Friendship with the Lord is reserved for those who fear Him. With them He shares the secrets of His covenant. My eyes are always looking to the Lord for help, for He alone can rescue me from the traps of my enemies. Proverbs chapter 20 Verses 13 through 15. If you love sleep, you will end in poverty. Keep your eyes open, and there will be plenty to eat. The buyer haggles over the price, saying, It's worthless, then brags about getting a bargain. Wise speech is rarer and more valuable than gold and rubies. <laughs>